0: Last time on Round the Archives. It's time for murder, in murder, she wrote Jessica's going to solve the crime, she does it every time And now she's typing, then typing some more Taking her jog along the coast, she's waving from the shore There's loads more waving Then a fake gun bangs, Jessica's going to solve the crime, she does it every time.
1: But things get darker, by torchlight searching, looking for clues in dark places, she gets pushed down the stairs, but
0: she's still typing, and typing, yet more. Jessica's going to solve
1: the crime, she does it every time. Her book's all bound in red leather, it's time for murder she wrote. I can't see the slate. Dark Shadows number one, BTR 613, air date 62766. Take three. ABC, where we will be seeing you every Friday night? Join us. The Adams family.
0: Once each week, the Adams family open their home and invite you to join their Adams work. They're always cooking up something special. Ooh.
1: That's odd. What's odd, dear? Didn't know cousin Imar wore turtleneck sweaters.
0: Oh, father, it was terrible. They killed him. The
1: dragon.
0: What dragon? Who killed the dragon?
1: A knight in shining armor. That is it all. You ought to hear some of the other stories in a book. Let me see that,
2: darling. Grimm's fairy tale. What a lovely name, Grimm.
0: (laughs) I could he write such terrible stories. You must be sick. <laughs> so drop in and see the Adams family starring Carolyn Jones and John Aston. It's a different twist you'll enjoy every week on ABC. Hello, I'm Andrew.
2: Hello, I'm Lisa.
0: Welcome to episode twenty-nine. Or is it twenty eight A? Of Round the Archives. Mm -hmm. You ask, is it 28A? Mm -hmm. No, because it knackers my numbering system. it's 29,
2: because we wanted to get episode 30 out by by the end of the year.
0: But if you've heard episode 28, Mm -hmm. you'll know this is the second half of a two-part release Mm -hmm. looking at American television. Indeed. So last time we did Murder, She Wrote.
2: And Star Trek. And
0: original Star Trek. Mm -hmm. This time it's more of a gothic-themed special, isn't it? So, first of all, we're going to look at the original run of The Adams Family, Mm -hmm. and then Paul will be along to do Dark Shadows. Yes, indeed. So, we'll see you soon.
2: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. They're creepy and they're cooky. Mysterious and spooky, they're all together okey, the Adams family. The house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat, sweet,
1: petite. So get a witch's shawl on,
2: a broomstick you can crawl on, we're gonna pay a call on, the Adams family.
0: So Lisa, the Adams family.
2: Yes, indeed. Indeed-y.
0: Indeed. Well, we've done a fair few.
2: We have. I was just
0: making the list of what yes. we've what we've done. We've
2: done more than I thought, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah. It's certainly, I don't think it was a chore doing no. doing the Adams family no, at all. Because um, we've obviously we said we've concentrated on the original black and white series. Yes. You're more familiar with the film, aren't you? Yes. And you said yes. you'd seen some of the uh later yes sort of remake version
2: no i think it's the animated version i've seen all right the animated version of the adams family which was made in the 70s but shown over here in the 80s but there is a live action there is a live action one i i thought i'd seen um the monsters the monsters today having watched one episode of that i don't think i have yeah
0: okay so (laughs) it didn't stick no but um i first remember seeing the adams family and the monsters um in the early 80s on channel four because mm-hmm. i i would have been st- still at school at that yes. point and i remember sort of coming home mm-hmm. and sort of having your tea yeah whilst these weird black and white shows that i'd never really seen or heard mm-hmm. of sort of played out and uh i remember thinking oh why have i why have i missed these shows these <laughs> are really rather rather interesting yes but I think we should basically just explain the setup of the Adams family. Yeah, so,
2: the Adams family is based on the cartoons drawn by Charles Adams. Yeah. For. 2Ds, we two should D's, say. 2Ds, yes. For the New Yorker. Yeah. And I know you You said there are always some texts, but right. a lot of them are just, just the picture. Just visual. Yeah. And there's one particular one that sticks in your mind, which is a Christmas one, which is there are Christmas carolers, and the Adams are, are at the top of the house with a cauldron of boiling oil to pour on them
0: which is how the first film opens yes
2: but they never did that in a television series because i think they thought they didn't want to show them to be that uh, cruel or merciless i mean
0: i would say that having seen some of the sort of later tv series which seems to be inspired by the films Hmm. um it is a bit of a darker tone yes and they've sort of turned Wednesday into a bit of a psychopath, yes. haven't they? Which yes. is not what she is what in she the is, original no, no. She's very, TV series. She's very yeah.
2: much an ordinary little girl in an extraordinary family. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I think I like that more. Because yeah. um, yeah. it it makes them less of a dysfunctional family. They're all actually very sort of fond of each other, I think. And they that's, that's the, yes. the sort of strength of the show.
2: I mean, I think... Uh, in their minds, mm. they are an ordinary, down to earth mm. American family with slightly strange tastes. Yeah. But for anybody coming into the house,
0: they're a bit odd. They're a bit odd. Yeah,
2: and it's the same with the monsters. But I think the monsters are more of a down to earth American family. Yeah, in the setup, they just happen not to look like it.
0: Yeah, but let's just we'll zoom through the characters Adams, quickly. Yeah. So yeah. you've got Morticia. It's yes. Carolyn Jones yes. and uh, John Aston's playing Gomez. Gomez, yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
0: what were you, you were saying about their relationship? Their I
2: said, and I'm sure they do love each other because yeah. you can see that because we watched Um, there's a two-parter called Morticia's Romance, which is the story of how they met. Mm. And you can see in that, that they do love each other. Yeah. But he's very easily um, excited yeah. by things. When she talks French. When she talks French and does different things. And you can, and she's oh, she always says to him later, later, dear, later. <laughs> so she obviously does enjoy it, but yeah. just not being sort of manhandled all the time. <laughs> Should we just briefly
0: sort of divert into that episode? Yes, because you you get to, as you say, you you get to see their first yes, meeting. their first meeting. And weirdly, mm-hmm. I mean, Morticia's known for the sort of dress. Long black dress, long black dress so. yep, yep. but weirdly, in when they first meet, she, she resembles Wednesday. she does more, She's wearing because
2: she? the Wednesday wears a little sort of black dress with the white sort of um collar, it's like a pizza pan collar, I think. Yeah. And she's wearing that, she's got her hair in pigtails, like um Wednesday will have. So, hmm. but, yes. o- but
0: originally, Gomez was intended for Ophelia, for
2: Ophelia who's her sister, also, played, also by by played by Karen Jones, yeah. yes, yes, and. Why being... They're obviously very alike because it's the same actress, but they're completely different in temperament. Mm. And I must say that Ophelia is a much more annoying character. (laughs) And ostensibly, she's the more recognisable character. She's a more sort of normal character yeah but she's got some really annoying well habits. she's got all flowers in her hair isn't yes. she?
0: but she can do like judo and yes. stuff so and she
2: gets get, she spends the whole time throwing gomez over her shoulder and all that sort of thing <laughs> so. it's quite
0: funny i think that then gomez is really quite sickly isn't yes. he yeah, yeah. He's, he's always like having to inhale mm-hmm. things and
2: yeah but the moment he meets morticia he,
0: he gets better he
2: gets better because she brings out the dashing heroic side of yeah. him
0: so yeah I, I, I just like that glimpse mm-hmm. into what it might have been had they never met yeah so I, I think that's it and it has to be said that um sort of <coughs> excuse it, me it, it is actually quite a soppy series it gen- is. generally it is. But, yeah. Um, yeah. there's a lot of stuff about sort of romance and, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that because even the episode we just watched today mm-hmm. um Morticia meets royalty. Mm -hmm. Where was it, Princess?
2: Princess Millicent. Turns out, who's who's Gomez's aunt, Millicent. Mm. And it's it's it's. We should say now. It's pointless trying to work out either of these family trees yeah. because They're they diverge in- too incredibly much. Incredibly complicated, yeah. So all you really need to know is the basics of, of the family that you see yeah, on the screen. because there's all the
0: cousins and yes. aunts, like Cousin mm-hmm. Aymar who seems to have three arms. Yes. And like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's it's complicated. But yeah, um, so the princess turns up. The with...
2: princess turns up and she's got, because we haven't actually mentioned it, yeah. but we should, we should mention the other characters and then we'll yeah. talk about this episode again because obviously apart from Gomez and Morticia you've got Uncle Fester yeah. who's played by Jackie Coogan who's I mean, obviously a very famous name He goes name. back to Charlie yeah, Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got Grandmama Adams yeah. and you've got the two children Wensley Wensley w- Wensley and Wen- Pugsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday who's uh, a little girl and Pugsley, and Pugsley who's the little yeah. slightly chubby boy yeah. and Lurch you, s- you
0: said you'd like Lurch, wouldn't I you? I do like it? Lurch, yes. But you would like, like to employ him as a butler. Yes. Yes. Well, I'd it... like
2: to employ him as a bodyguard <laughs> because I have the trouble that um, because I'm not very tall. When I'm walking down the street, nobody ever gets out of my way. Mm. So, but if I had Lurch walking in front of me, they they would all move because you know <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? he's sort of six foot. Off. But I'm
0: very I'm very fond of what Ted Cassidy does with yes. Lurch because. Yes. You always know what Lurch is thinking PJ, even if PJ. he's not said a word. Mm-hmm. It's a very He's always sut- looking long suffering. Acting. Yes. And if he disapproves of anything, you know it. Yeah. he'll just shake his head and you'll hear a sort of faint. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I I sh- I f- I feel I ought to get in the habit of doing that in real life yeah. with people that like sort of try my patience, <laughs> just not saying anything, yes. just shake me head and walk yes. away.
2: And also, the one person, well, the one member of the family I haven't mentioned is Thing. Now, Thing
0: from if you just know the the. Um... The movies yeah, the thing is a hand that, that a runs hand, around, yes. and you said he's a bit like a cat. He's a bit
2: like a cat because there's a bit. We, we we had a look at the start of the first um, film, mm. and is Gomez is talking to him, and he sort of tugs Gomez's trousers mm. like sort of cats do. But there are around.
0: definitely shots in the original series where things sort of hand comes out of the box. Cause he sort of bla- basically lives in a box. Yes, and. It goes all the way up to the elbow, yes. is not it? So I've always thought he was a more weird creature mm-hmm. that you just see parts of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um,
2: and in the episode that we've just watched, Matisha hmm. meets royalty yeah. with Aunt Millicent yeah. our Princess Millicent. She brings her handmaiden, yeah, who's a hand in a box, yeah, lady called, fingers, called lady fingers, yes, <laughs> which are sort of like trifle sponges, really. Yeah, so. <laughs> Have you ever had them? Lady fingers, yeah, they're sort of they're sort of like biscuity, biscuity. They're sort of like um the sponges you put in the bottom of a trifle. But I
0: love the way that you've just got two hands that yes. are just acting against yeah, each and, other. But you
2: get so much emotion out of it. I mean, it's like we said um before when we did the Christmas thing a couple of years ago with Emu. Yeah, that you can get so much emotion by just the way you move your hand and curl your hand and
0: so things sort of comes out of his box, yeah. turns round. It seems to be that wherever the fingers are pointing, that's yeah. where he can see. Yes, isn't it? It's as though he can't see behind him. No. So I don't know where his eye is or how, how Maybe on earth it the works. Of his fingers. Maybe, mm-hmm. but he sort of looks round. He almost sort of does a double take he does, when he sees yeah. it, and then he's all shy, and yeah. then he sort of goes and hides in his box and just sort of peeks out. Yeah. At her. And I think that that's that's lovely and subtle. It but is. It, yeah. It's remarkable how touching their story is. is, just it because really they're two is. hands. Yes, yeah, it's. it's <laughs>
2: very silly. Yeah it, yeah, it
0: really is daft, but I mean there's some lovely touches in that in that episode because mm-hmm. like um sort of you know the princess insists that everybody sort of pays her due respect. Yes. So Lurch has to dress up in the sort of
2: It's like a page yeah sort of well, I suppose it's sort of yeah, page or a Butler's outfit, but the trousers are too tight, and every time he bends over, they split. He, rip, they? he rips
0: his trousers, so he has to have like pleats from an accordion put yes. in. So there's this sort of accordion noise yeah, every so time he bends, he bends over. Ends, yeah. And it really struck me that was like almost like something from some sort of Carry On movie yes. or something. Hmm. On the same track, and Uncle Fester has to be the jester. Yes. So Fester, the jester. Fester,
2: the jester, and he comes. He's, he always, he never walks downstairs. He's got a fireman's pole, mm. and he always slides down the fireman's pole. Yeah. So, which is sort of quicker, I suppose.
0: <laughs> but yeah, lovely. But yeah, I mean, the first episode is the Adams family goes to school, mm-hmm. where the the kids um, yeah. are, um, ma- are made to go to school. Made to go
2: to school. The truant officer comes. Yeah. And, and um
0: they they're really upset after their first day, yes, are not they?
2: 'Cause they've read, they've heard some Grimm's fairy tales yeah. and heard about, you know, the knight that kills the dragon and they come in and they go, It was awful, they killed the dragon.
0: <laughs> but uh to be honest, I I, I can understand yeah, that. I like dragons. That it's it's very much the case that I would be on the side of the dragon. Yes. Yeah. And I think you yes. would be too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morticia and the psychiatrist. Um yes. Pugsley is yes. uh, dressing up as a boy, as scout. A boy scout, and yes. everyone's aghast at yes. this. And he's they? helping
2: like, old ladies cross the road, and then he gets a little puppy because he's got um. I can't remember what he had before. Did he have a lizard or something?
0: Um, boy and his lizard, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you say I wouldn't mind a lizard no, either. No, lizard,
2: lizards are sweet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but and yeah, you say when they, he hides the dog under the boy scout hat, yeah. doesn't it? And yeah. you just see the hat moving yes. around.
2: And then they lift the. Um, Morticia, I think just lifts the hat up and there's this little tiny sweet, like, little... He's almost shivering, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. well, probably cold pot little thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Wednesday leaves home.
2: Mm-hm.
0: Um, that's... Um, well, she doesn't leave home at first. She no. just goes and hides under Pugsley's bed. She
2: does, goes and hides in Pugsley's room because she's been shooting off Uncle Fester's explosives. explosives. That's right.
0: Yeah. But eventually she does actually sort of leave home and she takes a spider yes. with her. That's Aristotle, Aristotle isn't it? Aristotle, yes. Yeah. Um, that, that's quite fun now uh, one that really I, I, I identified with is Lurch learns to dance yes because
2: he's going to the butler's ball y- yeah
0: but he's a wallflower, he's, isn't
2: yes, he yes he's I mean he's this big huge I mean he's got to be six foot five six yeah. foot six and he's just really shy and, yeah. and, and doesn't want to draw attention to himself
0: because isn't it when he's there what's he dressed as it's like sort of little Lord yeah, it's like Lord a fancy dress part
2: or? isn't it I don't yeah. really know yeah but he he
0: sat there and he's got this sort of big lollipop he thing, has not he? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. sort of swirly pattern. On. Morticia sort of goes in disguise. Yeah, she
2: disguises herself. Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean to be honest, it's perfectly obvious that it's her. But mm. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Perhaps she, he's
2: just too polite to mention it? Yeah, she sort
0: <laughs> of there to bring him out of himself, self a bit. But um, yeah, Uncle Fester's toupee. Well, yes. What? Yes. Well
2: That's... we well, we tried to look at episodes that showcast, showcast? showcased showcased different members of the family. Yeah. And this one looked interesting because obviously I mean I don't obviously he wasn't in real life but I don't think but Fester is completely bald. Yeah. And he's he's been right into to somebody and she's coming to to a lady and she's coming to visit him and she thinks he's got lots of hair. So they phone up this um Two salesman who takes one look at them and leaves all the samples and runs away. Yeah. So they keep trying these different two on Fester to try and work out which one suits him best. And uh, but, yeah. uh, um, some
0: points there for the full name of his pen pal, which is mm. Madeline Cavendish Beauregard Faversham Firestone Smith. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you'd written that, you'd be tired, wouldn't you? They, would, on, the, yeah. on the envelope, but uh, yeah, I mean, what what do you? Now that you've seen yes. sort of you know half a dozen or more in fairly sort of close succession, mm-hmm. uh, what, what do you think of it as a, as a series yeah, I, yeah.
2: I do like it. Um, I can see why they chose to to not remake it but to do new versions of the film because mm. it's a very interesting family dynamic
0: yeah i mean what, one of the sort of things that I really like about it um, is that it's quite underplayed a yes. lot of the time well, the the comedy yes um in that the audience laughter track mm-hmm. is quite low down yes, in it's, the mix
2: it's, it's not one of these ones where it tells you when to laugh, when to laugh isn't yeah. it yeah.
0: and to be honest there there are sequences where there's virtually no laughter on mm-hmm. it and it it really it really sells it to me yeah but I, I'm not being constantly reminded this is a TV show mm-hmm. um, I just think I'm spending time with some people that yeah. I quite like
2: yeah. so, I mean as, it, as regards acting styles John Astins who plays Gomez's acting style is possibly a little more um, rich <laughs> than the other characters yeah. he plays it to the full he doesn't necessarily overact it but he gives it all he's got, yeah, shall we say, okay, and he's maybe not as naturalistic as Carolyn Jones, yeah is but
0: I mean again, these are sort of a group of actors from for which I've seen very little of their mm-hmm. other work, so you know, coming to it in nineteen eighty three yeah for the you know ever ever since that that's been the characters for me so but equally um yes you said we've seen sort of john astin in murder Mm -hmm. she wrote um Mm -hmm. and yeah and that's the point to which i can't take him seriously you see so i take him utterly seriously as gomez Mm -hmm. but if he's anything else yeah then it it doesn't quite it's not quite so believable for me
2: um, no, I'm going
0: to that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's a as we said there's a great big long list of, uh, of episodes of, of of episodes to mm-hmm. get through because it's what 60, 60 yeah, 64 episodes um over a fairly brief span because it it runs from what is it September 1964 um it runs into 1966 April for the final final episode um so that's a fair old bit but yeah after some research by some very clever friends of ours uh, we finally tracked down the earliest transmission anyone can find in the listings in in the uk is Mm -hmm. saturday the 6th of february 1965 all right okay so given that it was september 64 it was shown over there it, it sort of flew over there interestingly um We've got 9.40pm for a showing. OK. Yeah, not sort of 6 o'clock, as no. you might expect. Because <laughs> it got, you know, there's the Channel 4 showings, but there were also showings on BBC2 in the 90s, weren't mm-hmm. there? And that was that was definitely in the sort of 6 o'clock, 6 to 7. Sort sci-fi of slot. Sci-fi stroke weird slot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah.
2: And where was it shown, first of all?
0: Uh, TWW show is is the first sharing that, we, okay. that we've got which means television wales and the west okay so yeah it's sort of um you know down down sort of uh cardiff cornwall
2: so what what what, what went right. on to be harleck i suppose
0: uh yes yeah i think tww loses its franchise about 19 19- 67 I think something like that. All right. Um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, franchise lost in 1967 in favour of the Harlech consortium.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Harlech's just Wales though, isn't it?
0: Uh well yeah, but it's um HTV I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ITV Wales and West is its now known. Mm-hmm. Previously known as as HTV. Oh. But it, it it's it's weird the way it works because it's also Bristol as well. Yeah. Um, um, or it's all sort of lumped together. So mm-hmm. all all those um, um, kids shows from the seventies, which were a bit weird, were all H T V. if You know, into the
2: labyrinth. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and King and of the s- Castle. Yeah, all of the, all of that. Mm. So yeah, they they were quite into their sort of fan, fantasy stuff mm. there. But yeah, I I really like going back to the Admirals family. It's been mm-hmm. a while since I've sort of sat down and and watched it on mass, as it were. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I really and I've said this before. I really think I'd enjoy spending a weekend at their house, mm-hmm. and you you get the feeling that they'd be very welcoming. Yes. I think.
2: Yeah, they like me they like having people visit.
0: Yeah.
2: Unfortunately people just get really freaked out <laughs> while they're there because of various things that are in the house and um you know, bat shaped cookies and things and Yeah. Well,
0: well they're fine, you know. Yeah. They're,
2: they're... It's the thing about um oh yeah, you should wash it up for that one. It wriggles as it goes down or something, you know. It's not a cookie. Yeah.
0: Well maybe I might refuse those, yeah. but um, Oh we should say about um what is it, uh in Morticia's romance, um, who the guest star is? Oh, it's is yes, as well. who
2: plays um, uh, Morticia's mother? Yeah, who's is he? Mother Crump?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, Margaret Margaret Hamilton. Margaret Hamilton
2: who's the Wicked Witch of the West in Wizard of Oz. Yes, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah she's uh, quite a. I, I don't know. I mean, was she a big name to get by know. this point?
2: I don't know whether um, she was quite so well known then. Because obviously she's quite recognisable in The Wizard of Oz and she's still fairly recognisable in this. Yeah. You can see it's her.
0: I mean, Wizard of Oz is, what, 1939, isn't it? So that's that's, uh, 20-odd years before. Yeah, this is 1965. So, yeah, it's a little bit later. But uh, I I think she's sort of... Because she's a very strong character, isn't isn't she? She is, yeah. uh, you're not going to argue. No. Argue with her. No. But yeah, all in all, really great, really great series, and mm-hmm. and, and I just glad that we we finally got round to doing it. Yes. So there yes. we are. Okay, there's the Adams family then. Mm-hmm. As we said, now now Paul will be along to look at dark shadows. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, my
2: I might have loved you. I might have spared you. But
1: now, you must die. Dark Shadows tonight at 11:30 on Channel 44. Hello again, it's me, Paul the Shy Yeti. I'm back again on Round the Archives to discuss one of my favourite US shows. One that for a long time was quite hard to come by. Uh, The show being Dark Shadows, which back in the early 90s, as I say, um, I had never heard of it. It's one of those shows that slowly crept up on me. I remember buying a sort of bootleg tape at at a comic mart because there were sort of video compilations that had been released in the States. And, uh, yeah, they, they begun to appear over here, and then later they showed Dark Shadows on some satellite channels, which I didn't have access to, but um, my friend Andy and my good friend Lisa of Round the Archives, together they recorded the whole show for me, all 1200 and something episodes and i was able to watch the series and i spent a lot of the 90s doing that in the 90s there was a revival series that didn't last very long there'd also been a series of novels back in the 60s and early 70s and a few novels in the 90s and noughties and then big finish picked up dark shadows and has done audio plays of them i have to say that i've not really focused on hardly any of the spin-offs uh Partly because there just isn't enough time in the day, in the same way as I can't keep up with everything that's released linked to Doctor Who. But the actual Dark Shadows 60s and early 70s TV show, it's still one of my favourites. And um, I've even met one or two. Well, I haven't met two, I've just met one. But it doesn't seem right just to say I've met one member of the of the cast. I have met one member of the cast. I met the lady, Kathleen Lee Scott, who played Maggie. Um, but anyway... There is so much of Dark Shadows to talk about. As soon as I begin to start um, speaking, I find myself going down lots of different twisty-turny pathways of trying to explain the show. I think the best way is to say it was a gothic soap opera uh, or gothic drama, um, 20-minute episodes, sort of 20 minutes, 22 minutes an episode, um, shown between 1966 and 1971. It had a very big cult following in the States, not just with... uh, adults but also with school kids coming home from school it was the neighbors of its day <laughs> except not say so in australia and far more vampires and werewolves the show started off more with sort of dark family secrets and uh, blackmail and all sorts of things but slowly plots about ghosts and one of my favorite plot lines involved a, a phoenix the mother of one of the main characters returned after a long time away and it turned out that she was dead and was a phoenix and needed to be reborn in a fire but um and then along comes barnabas collins the vampire and then there's werewolves and frankenstein's monster style um creations and basically throughout the uh, throughout the run of the series they covered most most of the major sort of gothic stories in the way that doctor who did you know there was jacqueline hyde stories there was time travel stories there was alternate reality stories and they often found ways of sort of setting whole months of the show in different time periods where you've got to meet different members of the collins family barnabas collins has again become the innocent victim of time. on this night he has returned to the year 1796 and has changed an event that had once ended in tragedy. Nevertheless, tragedy has prevailed, for as Barnabas made his way to the old house to meet his beloved Josette, he suddenly found himself in a foggy area in the woods that he had never seen before. Then two mysterious strangers appeared and overpowered him. At the old house, Josette, fearing that Barnabas had forsaken her, has taken her own life. But Barnabas does not and will not know this, for he remains a prisoner, his fate in the hands of two mysterious beings. My favourite era of the show is one of the least popular eras of the show. It dates back to late 1969 into 1970 and it involves characters known as the Leviathans now Barnabas Collins the vampire he was for most of the time quite a reluctant vampire and actually a sort of anti-hero but during the Leviathan plot line he was sort of reverted to his evil self and this wasn't popular the fans liked Barnabas being an anti-hero and they were not pleased and in fact about halfway through the plot line they had to find a way to sort of turn him back into the sympathetic vampire character that he had been so that he could help sort of uh, resolve the storyline um, The show was probably at its height just before the Leviathan plotline There were plans for movies and they did eventually make two movies uh, in the early 70s but the ratings went from being at an all-time high to rapidly falling during this period but Personally, I like the plotline involving the Leviathans
0: Everything is ready We can begin now He will know us when he rises from this sleep. And then he shall show us the way to a new and everlasting life.
1: Let me tell you a little bit more about about this plotline. So, the the Leviathans were a race of beings who ruled the Earth before mankind came into existence. Their forms were hideous and inhuman, although many Leviathans took human shape after they lost control of the planet. They longed to return to Earth and reclaim it as their own. To that end, they seized control of the mind of Barnabas Collins in 1796 because he had mastered the power to travel through time and could carry the essence of their leader into the 20th century. Various characters in the show ended up making pacts with them, and just before i begun recording this article i went back and for those of you who have never seen dark shadows and yet have access to amazon prime all of the episodes well well in fact one episode of the original series does not exist um but uh, there, there is a, a audio reconstruction of that goodness knows how they managed to lose just that one um as Doctor Who fans, we're used to episodes being missing, and we're also kind of aware of why that happened, to a certain extent. But I've never actually seen anything written about, like, um, missing episodes of Dark Shadows, or if, say, I don't know, if there were ever more missing. I mean, considering that I was watching the series back in the early 90s, the chances are that it was just this one episode. But why just that one? It, it, it baffles me. I could be wrong, I'm not as deep in Dark Shadows fandom by any means, as I am into Doctor Who fandom. But um, I, I don't get a feeling that there's quite as much about the behind-the-scenes sort of archival status of the show in in the way that, you know, you turn to old Doctor Who magazines and there are whole articles about, you know, they sent these episodes to these countries and those countries and and this is what happened to this kid and this is what... You, and, and it's very well documented. I, I don't think that is the case with Dark Shadows. But I guess if there isn't that much missing, then maybe that's never been necessary but anyway what is good in this day and age though is that um yes if you have something like amazon prime you literally have access to all of the episodes of dark shadows and not to say that i, I regret having spent so much money on buying all of the um uh, region one dvds of the whole series i certainly don't but um because i don't trust that these services won't you know suddenly vanish one day um but anyway, for anyone who hasn't watched Out Shadows and wants to, and has access to Amazon Prime, there is, search it out. And the uh, the episode that I was watching before I started this review is episode 887, which was um, broadcast on the 18th of November 1969. The plot summary says that Leviathan's Greek Barnabas is their master and gives him a mysterious box.
0: The twilight of the dawn. A day will come, and beings which are now latent in our thoughts and hidden in our loins shall stand upon this earth as one stands upon a footstool, and shall laugh, and shall reach out their hands amid the stars.
1: one thing that must be done before I leave. you have the ancient
2: book? Yes, we have it. I shall do what must be done. Have you made the necessary preparations? Everything is ready for you, Master.
1: Now, one of the things I really love about Dark Shadows is when they do episodes set in the then current day, I've always had a slight problem with... It even links to sort of... You know, things like Hammer films. I've never, for some reason, enjoyed the period films. I love, like, the Hammer films that are set in the 70s, or in, um, such as the, the couple of Dracula films that, that were set in 72 and 73. I, I, I don't know. I sort of lose interest when people start wearing funny frocks and it's set in the past. I, I don't know. I, I guess the nostalgia fan in me, even though I was b- barely born in the early 70s, uh, I, I like seeing the costumes of the day. I think it's probably why i like amicus films more than i like hammer films but anyway i'm getting off the point i told you i'll get i keep getting off the point uh it's, it's difficult when you're trying to <laughs> tackle a whole show so yeah so i think one of the reasons that i like this period of dark shadows is that it is set in late 69 early 70s some of the fashions are eye dazzling and um occasionally there's a character called elizabeth who in one episode wears a dress that makes the screen strobe It it is a color a sort of dark it's more like she's wearing a dress that's made of some sort of void and another thing i particularly like about this plot line is one of the main locations in episode 888 two of the characters julia and caroline they meet megan and philip todd who own an antique shop now they are also leviathan uh, followers but this antique shop its a set that had never been used in the show before i think it's it's a great set it inspired me with my with my own writing um i wrote some novels for big kids concerning gladstone at whiskers the mouse of commons and lords and the second novel i set a lot of it in an antique shop because um even though it was quite a while after i'd seen these episodes they were still in my head and they were still inspiring me there are also plot lines in this leviathan segment of dark shadows that reminds me of another series but i'll come to that in a minute Let me just tell you a little bit more about about this period of the show. So the Leviathan segment of Dark Shadows runs from episode 885 to episode 980, which is from November the 14th, 1969 to March the 27th, 1970. There are uh, lots of fans who believe that that it was this era of the show that sort of hastened the final axing of the show, although that didn't happen for another year uh until sort of spring of 1971 but yeah i guess if the ratings started to slide for whatever reason that that may be the case it's it's just that it is an era that i particularly like now um as i've said before dark shadows often dipped into other sort of gothic writings and the leviathans are inspired by the 20th century writings of hp lovecraft the short stories of which were enjoying a resurgence uh, in popularity in print and other media in the late 60s and early 70s so having the show be inspired by hp lovecraft would have seemed like you know an obvious sort of thing to do as they hadn't touched that area before but possibly it was um the fact that it was not as familiar a reference to some of the viewers particularly the the younger ones and as i've said before i think uh, from what I've read, it would appear that uh, viewers did not like Barnabas going from being a sort of anti-hero to being an all-out baddie and being the leader of the Leviathans. But uh, personally, I loved all that. <laughs> um, of course, with Dark Shadows, I mean, Dark Shadows does compare to sort of perhaps 60s Doctor Who in that a lot of it was done live. the fluffed lines and 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 sometimes the acting can be a bit varied, Um certainly the characters of philip and megan who run the antique shop at the start of the at the start of this period um philip is quite wooden but delightfully wooden i mean this is the trouble i guess i love all that i love all i love anything when it's when the acting's bad or or wooden or over the top i mean there's nothing better than me than watching a a 70s Italian horror movie with bad dubbing I mean that, that's absolute heaven to me so yeah if you're expecting sort of Shakespeare then perhaps Dutch has is not for you but
2: uh... one whale oil lamp mm.
1: once owned by Herman Melville Moby Dick was born by the light of this priceless object
0: now you're not going to describe it that way
1: well anything to drum up a little business
2: foot <laughs> <laughs> One exquisite clock. Mm. With a slightly broken pendulum. Don't worry, I'll fix it. I'll put it aside.
1: Hello. Hello, hello, Carolyn. Hi, Hi,
0: Carolyn.
1: Philip and Megan, Todd, I'd like you to meet Dr. Julia Hoffman.
2: How do you do? Hello.
1: Hello, Doctor. I've told her all about your shop. Hey,
2: maybe (laughs) we should hire you to spread the word about us. (laughs) Don't have to hire me. I'll do it anyway. So impressed with what you have here. Well, oh, make yourself at home, Doctor. If you have a question about anything, just ask. Thank you.
1: Have you bought new things since yesterday? We were at an auction this morning. Find anything spectacular? Now, I did mention that this period of the show reminds me of another series, which came after it, and I'm sure wasn't directly inspired because, you know, it was a UK show, but. Uh, During the Leviathan plotline, there is a Leviathan child who comes to the antique shop and is sort of looked after by by Megan and Philip. And uh, as the story goes on, it jumps in age. It goes from being a small child to being an older child to suddenly being fully grown. In the same way as there's the character in the third story of Saffron Steel, who jumps from being a baby to being an adult. I don't know. I think this whole period has always reminded me a bit of saffron steel i think it's partly the antique shop setting i guess because the fourth story of saffron steel is well it's set in that sort of bric-a-brac photography shop and i feel like the anti an antique shop is also you know another obvious location for saffron steel so this whole period of dark shadows is there's so many reasons i like it there there are there's a lot of sort of gothic horror particularly when the Leviathan Child is turning into the next stage of its development you don't see that much you see sort of lights pulsing from its room you sort of see slime across the floor people die Um, it's fantastic fantastically campily um, cool (laughs) I suppose I I just I just love it there's the bad acting there's the contemporary setting there's the fact that it reminds me of Saffron Steel and there's also one of my all time favorite cliffhangers. Um, the character that I mentioned, Carolyn. her father comes back, having not been seen on the show for quite a number of years. He returns to the show he gets he gets pulled into the plot line, and well, spoilers, he ends up he ends up dead, and there is a cliffhanger where they have to dig up his grave, and they open the coffin and his face is like a sort of a grimace of horror, except except the actor has clearly left the show a few weeks before, and when you see the face, it's quite clearly a close-up on a still of his face. So, obviously, before they left, they got him to <laughs> to a grimace to the camera. And so, you know, the Dark Shadows music plays. It's all very it's all very atmospheric, and then you see this, this still of his face. And, and I, I don't think you'd even notice it if you weren't looking for it um it's quite a quick shot but i played it back a number of times and it it was wonderful it's one of my favorite moments in the whole show there is no way that i can even cover the this 100 episode period of the show but um all i will say is that it's an era of the show that, that i think is glorious and marvelous and yes there might have been ways they could have done it better in reminding myself about this era of the show I read a few articles that suggested oh well they should have done this they should have done that but well yes maybe they should but they didn't and what they did do to me it's my favourite era of the show I think partly because you know vampires werewolves Frankenstein's monsters Jacqueline Hyde it's it's so familiar at the time to have that on a soap opera to have that on dark shadows that would have been amazing but in 2018 we've seen so many shows with werewolves and vampires and we've seen hammer films and the the, the twists you know a few people probably come to dark shadows knowing nothing about the show but at the time you know they didn't know that when barnabas survived he was going to be a vampire all these things those twists uh, you know are lost due to the fact he's now entered sort of like, like pop culture but the leviathan period i would have said was would, would be something that it, although it is inspired by lovecraft it isn't it isn't as familiar and i didn't quite know what was coming next and uh i i, re- I really loved it Hi. what are you doing i um uh,
2: I, I i think we ought to close the shop early today Now, wait a minute. Let's not carry this celebration bit too far. We may still get a few customers to put to our new record. Philip, do you believe in premonitions?
1: No. Why? I just had one. Congratulations. No, I'm serious. Honey, what's the matter? I I don't know. I I have this,
2: this strange feeling. Something terrible is going to happen
1: to us if we stay here. Philip, I,
2: I, I think we should sell the shop and leave Collinsport. Sell
1: the shop? Yes.
0: But we just bought it. Mm-hmm. Megan, what's gotten into you? You should be ecstatic.
1: And I was. A minute ago.
0: Well, you can't let one fleeting thought spoil everything. Things are just beginning to look up. We're going to be a big
1: success. The whole show is just full of so many twists and turns. And uh, it really... It, and for me, I was lucky enough to discover it and have access to it in, in that period when Doctor Who wasn't on the TV anymore. And I, suddenly I had this whole new show, at least new to me. It had stopped being made 20 years before when I first saw it but it really did fill a, a lovely gap um when there was no who on t- on tv and I'll always be grateful for it and uh, there are so many more fans of the show now so many more people have seen it but uh, I'm sure if if you haven't tried it and you love early Doctor Who then Dark Shadows you know is really something that's worth exploring and um thank you to Andrew and Lisa for letting me talk a little bit about it it's difficult to do an article about such a a long series and package it neatly for an article but uh but when andrew and lisa asked me to do so i thought immediately well i'll be talking about the leviathan period and we'll see what else happens so i hope you've enjoyed this article and that i haven't rambled too much or if i have rambled too much then it's at least made some sense and um and piqued your interest at least somewhat okay who are you this is me paul the shy Yeti, uh, of the shy life podcast And, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back again soon. (laughs) Okay, ta-ta for now. Bye now. is made its debut one year ago this week with top recording stars performing Where the Fun Is. Come along for a real good time next here on ABC. Shadows has been a Dan Curtis production
0: thank you very much to Paul thank
2: you Paul yes Yes. another lovely article from uh, Mr Shy Yeti
0: yes of course let's plug Paul's podcast the Shy Life podcast available on SoundCloud it is and if you can find ours you can probably find his you probably can (laughs) um you do you remember taping dark shadows incessantly for I, I do
2: i just yeah i think i did it on clay as well which is probably yes crime now because <laughs> it got more episodes on the tape and probably it wasn't the best quality anyway so no. it didn't matter if it, it was a little bit yeah it was just a case of it was on at sort of some ungodly hour of the morning so it was just the case of putting the tape in and setting it for however many episodes you thought you'd get on the tape
0: have we ever have any disasters or not? I don't know. did remember. it work most no, of the time?
2: It to work most of the time. Well, you yes.
0: did some and then. Yes. T- was it Andy yes. took over as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but a uh, quick um, sort of correction mm-hmm. for ourselves about the pets of the, the Adams family, family children. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now, Pugsley mm-hmm. owns the octopus, octopus, and that's called Aristotle. Yes. I was getting confused. Obviously,
2: Aristotle the octopus. Obviously. Obviously. Um,
0: Wednesday's spider is mm-hmm. called Homer. Yes. 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 And she, she's also got a lizard. Mm-hmm. And the lizard's named Lucifer.
2: Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer the lizard. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's quite nice. It is. You, you could call a lizard that, you couldn't could. you? You could. Yeah.
2: You'd get a few raised eyebrows if you took it to the vets.
0: Well, because, of course, our, yeah. our, our vet sort of says yes. by the full name, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it, it
2: doesn't do the full name. He said, they, they, when you go to the vet, they call your pet's name. I mean, yeah. So uh, It's normally Martha because Rose doesn't like going to yeah. the vet. So the it comes to so Rose. I just imagine
0: the vet came out. Could we have Lucifer, please? Lucifer, please, <laughs> yes. But right, um, so that's almost all this issue done, isn't yes. it? Um, yes. Except for mm-hmm. us, yep. again, who mm-hmm. will now take a visit to mm-hmm. the
2: home of... The monsters. <laughs> Andrew, the monsters. Yes,
0: we've just done the monsters. We have. Well, we're doing monsters. We're now. doing the
2: monsters now.
0: Yeah, um, we did a poll, didn't we? We
2: did. We forgot to mention this earlier. Yeah. Yes.
0: Whom do you prefer, the Munsters or the Ab- Adams family, mm-hmm. or do you like them both? Mm-hmm. And we put it on Twitter. Yes. And I'm quite pleased with the results, actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> because after 59 votes. Um, the monsters scored thirty six percent. The Adams family scored thirty one percent. But like them both, scored thirty four percent. So that's very nicely, quite balanced, evenly yes. distributed. And mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to call. Mm-hmm. Um, but the monsters is different to the Adams it family is. in several, yes. yes, several ways. Yes, one of the uh,
2: biggest ones of those being it's played more for comedy.
0: Yeah. I mean that—that's the thing. The Adams family humor can be quite subtle. I think mm-hmm. the monsters goes for more sort of laugh out loud. Yes, it's, it's a moments, bit more in it?
2: your face. Yeah,
0: and there have been moments where I've sort of rolled my eyes a bit yes. of the monsters, but when yes. it when it sort of hits hits the target, mm-hmm. then that's some of the funniest. Yeah bits in both yeah, series yeah you've laughed I think. quite a lot
2: haven't you, at some of it yeah and we're,
0: and we're trying to remember yes. some of the
2: there's
0: two bits especially yes. that I just laughed yes. my head off at yeah.
2: and I think with the monsters as well it's an attempt to do a traditional family sitcom but mm. in a different
0: yeah
2: situation yeah because basically um, not that I've seen sort of Leave It to Beaver or anything like that but it's basically something like that or yeah. which you know a Partridge Family or whatever you want to say yeah but in a really different situation. And as in their own minds and their own lives, the monsters are completely normal. Yeah. Marilyn is slightly un- abnormal because she looks different to them. <laughs> but their family is a perfectly normal family.
0: But let's rattle very quickly through the characters. So you've yes. got Her- Herman.
2: Herman, yes. Played
0: by Fred who yes. of course, sort of resembles a Frankenstein's monster. Yes.
2: Well, he's yeah, he's sort of Frankenstein's mm. monster, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Lily, who's mm-hmm. Yvonne DiCarlo. Carlo. Yes. Um, yes sort of replacing the pilot version which mm. is Phoebe played by Joan Marshall yes. who does look a lot like, like Morticia like Morticia so you can see why they yeah. went
2: completely away from that to a different actress yeah.
0: um Al Lewis playing Grandpa yes or, Who's, or the Count
2: the Count he's fabulous I love Al Lewis <laughs> and when he and Fred Gwynn get scenes together they work really well together because yeah. obviously they've worked together before in Car 54 Where Are You which
0: we've seen a couple of now we've seen a now. couple
2: of need to see (laughs) any (laughs) more and yeah they're really great together
0: yeah i mean marilyn is the thankless role really marilyn's
2: yeah she's just there to be i don't really know what she does in the family really she gets a few stories where it's more about her love life life.
0: but yeah you know even in the series the original series there's two people playing marilyn beverly and uh, later pat priest but i think it's a bit like trillion in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Mm -hmm. Over the years, lots of people have played the part Yes. all slightly differently. Yes, Because um, yes. there's maybe not a lot of to get hold of, really. No,
2: no. She's quite... Because um, I, I was thinking this yesterday. We were watching a programme on television about Hollywood actresses, and yeah. they had Doris Day on there. Yeah. And I think her, that's who they've based the look on, Yeah. with the hair and everything. She's she's very Doris Day-like. All right. So...
0: And, of course, Eddie. Yes, Who's Butch Patrick replacing Happy Derman, who didn't seem to be very happy from the pilot episode. Now, we should talk about, you know, obviously Herman is Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Grandpa is clearly... Count Dracula. ...a a vampire. Well,
2: he's called Dracula, so he's Count Dracula.
0: And he does go to bite his own, like, family members, doesn't he, occasionally? sort
2: of tick him off each time. No, Grandpa... Yeah.
0: But there does seem to be a strain of werewolf in the family yes. as well, doesn't there? Yes, because
2: there was an occasion where he turns into a wolf. Because there's, yeah. there's one episode where they go camping and he turns into a wolf, and he does in the film as well. Yeah.
0: The but, first film. wasn't it? Um, Lily's brother.
2: Yes, Lily's brother, Lester. Yeah. Is, is, the wolf is man.
0: actually the wolf yeah. man. Which yeah. explains why Eddie yes,
2: is sort a of wolf. a bit werewolfy yeah. as
0: well, you yeah. know. So it does follow through the male line yes. of Yes. So, yeah, it's sort of werewolf stroke vampire yes. really it's, it's, a, bit a, it's weird. a weird mix yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: um well, perhaps he's a vampire that was bitten by a werewolf Well
0: possibly yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know quite how that works mm. um but let's just sort of zoom through the episodes we've we've seen yeah we should say we have done videos on our yes. YouTube channel for both, for both, the, both the Adams family and the monsters yeah. which you can sort of watch in parallel with yes. with, with these this. these articles mm-hmm. so you know just search for us yeah. Lisa Parker because yeah. we did those around Halloween we didn't did. we mm. um, but the monsters I like the packaging of the DVD. Yes, it's,
2: it's, a, in, a, it's in a sort of tombstone. Isn't yeah, it's it? called
0: a ca- the Closed Casket Collection yes. or something, yes. isn't it? I don't know whether you can still get it or not. I think you can, but it's been yeah.
2: repackaged since.
0: Although we have discovered that at least one of our discs seems to be st- suffering from disc rot, doesn't yes. it? Yes. One episode that disc at some sort point. of jammed about halfway through and refused yeah. to play. Yeah. Um, I think we talked in the video about the first episode, didn't we? Munster mm-hmm. Masquerade, we where they yes. go to the. Um, the the ball, yes, um, with sort of Herman in a suit of armor, isn't mm-hmm. it? Isn't it? So, um, and then the joke is he takes his sort of hat off, oh, yeah. and they think he's got another costume underneath. Oh no, underneath. yeah. Um, but do you do you think from what we've seen, there's a noticeable difference between seasons one or two? Season
2: two is a little bit sillier mm. in the terms of the stories it tells. But having said that, um, just never pretty faces from series two isn't it yeah or season two and we watched that one that was the one that the disc wouldn't play on so we had to try and finish it up somewhere else and i like that episode because that episode it's because obviously fred gwynne who plays herman has to sit in the makeup chair for a couple of hours before anybody else to get him looking like frankenstein's monster so just for that one episode the storyline is that there's um Herman gets struck by lightning, yeah. and his face is changed, and he—he's he's just Fred Gwynn without yeah. the makeup, and it's—it's it's really interesting to see because you can see because obviously the makeup that he wears is quite restricting, hmm. so to get any expression into it, he really has to pull faces, faces yeah. underneath to get you know to get the sort of expression, which he does really well. But he obviously, when he's playing it with his normal face, mm. he's got to try and dial that down a bit, because obviously it would be too. That the episode spot. is
0: fine until you get to the sort of bit at the end where he turns into a woman. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not
2: quite sure why that happens. Just it's just it's just for. Laughs, I mean, how on earth that, you know, yeah.
0: that is meant is meant yeah. to work, I really don't know. Grandpa and,
2: gets very confused. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a very interesting episode, and it just shows what a handsome man Fred yeah. was as well.
0: So, from season one, we also don't know if Martian answers hang up. Yes. I quite like that. It's quite yeah, silly. it's very silly, yes. Yeah, um, but Herman's yes. got a ham radio and, he, yeah. and there's a couple of kids playing at with, Martians yeah, with, with walkie, radios. Yeah. yeah, And he sort of, yeah, he thinks there's going to be a... An invasion. An Martian invasion. Yeah. Uh, although, as I said to you... Um, this is around the period when sort of UFOs were quite sort of. Yes. F- there was a lot of UFO yeah. sort of reporting going on, mm-hmm. and like even Jimmy Carter fills in a, mm-hmm. a UFO report form it's at some point.
2: Former president of the United States. Can well, you say anybody knows? Yeah. Doesn't well, know. before he was. Yeah. Yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he went on to be president of the United States.
0: But yeah. I think I think he he was looking at Venus or something. Possibly. But yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I just lo- love the way that sort of. Um, they panic and go to the sort of Uf- U.S. Air Force. Yes. You, you know, don't they? But, yeah, I mean, one of the highlights for me was um, love locked out. Yes. Herman goes to an office party and yeah. Lily's fed up with him and yes. locks him out of the room. Yeah. Um, And they end up going to like marriage counsellors and things like that. And to me, that sort of plot Mm -hmm. could be in anything. It could.
2: That's what I mean when I say that it's an an ordinary Mm. American family sitcom, but just in in an extraordinary location. I mean, you
0: could do that plot with Terry and June. You could. could. could, Just exactly the same.
2: But it's funny with Herman and Lily because, and I know it's the bit you like, because he has to sleep on the sofa, doesn't he, downstairs. And well, you you explain what happens. Well,
0: you know the whole point about Herman is he's, he's a real innocent, isn't, yes, he, it? Is. isn't he? Yes, he is, not he? And he's not—he's
2: Frankenstein's monster in the book. Yeah.
0: And he's not violent or no, aggressive in no. any way. No. And he gets really scared at one point because yes. there's a mouse, yes. isn't there? And he sort yes. of he calls for help. He starts
2: screaming and he jumps on the sofa and Grandpa and Eddie come down to see him, yeah. don't
0: they? And they say, what was it? It, it, it was a mean mouse and it mm. made a face at me. Yes. <laughs> and I just laughed out loud yes. at that.
2: because it's the way he says it. Yeah, because he's
0: yeah. like, really <laughs> indignant that not only was there a mouse, but it made a face.
2: Yes, it made a face at him. And <laughs> there's him. no
0: shot of it making no. a face. No, it's there's just, no shot
2: of a mouse, isn't there, it's so. just
0: in in his imagination and i really and like that
2: from that point onwards until he and lily make up um because eddie's got this little sort of werewolf doll called woof woof oh isn't yeah it, that's right and he gives him woof woof to, to sleep, sleep with, with which to is cuddle. really sweet you like that? yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay but yeah that, that was that was really nice because mm. as i said that is that is so universal yeah. a plot it you it, can it, do that
2: anytime it, it works yeah.
0: really well i think um Similarly, there's happy hundredth anniversary. Yes. Um which is from season two. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they were married in eighteen sixty because this is yeah, this is October nineteen sixty five, this one's shown. So they're they're gonna buy each other a, a present. A present, yeah. But they both put a check in at yes. the same time. And
2: and get ov over- well no, they don't get overdrawn, but both checks- neither checks are cash. No. I pounds. don't quite understand
0: that. I thought a bank would normally ch- you know, do one, but they say they both arrived at the same yeah, time. So, right.
2: so they just just. So theoretically, one
0: of them could have been cash. Yes, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, they go and get a job on the a
2: temporary job, sort
0: at, of welding a yes, ship, at don't the they? Local
2: shipyard. Now, I want to know where both of them get their welding skills from. Yeah, because there's no indication that either <laughs> of them can weld really yeah. up until that point, but. Maybe, maybe they then. get a bit of
0: training for the first maybe. week. I, yeah. I really don't know how, di- yeah. how hard it is. But, um, quite hard, I would imagine. I would have thought so. Cause... You're
2: using fire. I don't think Herman liked fire either. No. Well,
0: mm. All right, maybe not. But it, it's the bit, because they've both got the masks, yes. and, the, yeah. and you can see just how big... Yes. Fred Gwynne is against yes. Yvonne at this yeah. point.
2: because he was, I think he was something like six foot five. Mm. And then you said they gave him built up boots, boots as well. Yeah. So he must be nearing seven foot. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you've got the head sort of yeah. built up a bit yes. as well. Yeah. But he quite likes this co worker that he, he does. doesn't know who he is. He does. Is. And
2: he does this sort of thing with a welding torch and he says, I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he sprays it on, you know, on the wall. And then she replies, I'm a girl tee which nobody ever does in real life.
0: She actually writes tee She writes yeah. tee-hee
2: and then she puts her hands to her mouth and puts her shoulders up, <laughs> which I've never seen anybody do in real life. But it's very funny. But
0: they're sort of flirting with each other, yes. but then they... F- it's really stupid because yeah. they, then they're cross with that each they, other. That they've been flirting with somebody who they don't know. Yes. And it's, again, that's almost a sort of yeah. Terry and June type thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Until
2: uh, Grandpa points out that it must mean that they're made for each other because even though they couldn't see each other's faces, they instinctively sort of fell in love with the other person yeah. because it's their soulmate, <laughs> which makes them all soppy.
0: But you said, you know, we, we've done uh, just another pretty face. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the one where they... Um, Divide the house as well. Oh, house, yeah. divided. house divided, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they've been making a go kart for, yeah, for, for Eddie's birthday, birthday and...
2: and Herman breaks it.
0: Now that 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 um is sort of Herman gets in the go kart and it goes off up the yes. road. Uh, in that's one of those sort of speeded up film sequences yeah. that I slightly roll my eyes mm-hmm. at. That you know, yeah, it's it's, it's slightly heavy handed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole painting the white line down the, yes. the house, um, it started to be very familiar from Steptoe and Son, it did. didn't it?
2: It did, And you do wonder if if Gorton and Simpson... Well, Gorton and Simpson did go over to
0: America in the late 60s, yep. so they might have seen it there. Mm-hmm. There's also the possibility that they might have seen it on... Um, UK television because mm-hmm. again, um, monsters is shown 1965. Yeah. It's a little hard to track down the individual transmissions. BBC Genome has got some something on it, but I haven't been able to sort of positively identify that a house divided was no. shown over here. But mm-hmm. I, but I, I guess again, it's a plot that yeah. It, yeah. You, you could stumble across anyway you know it's a a fairly obvious obvious thing to do at some point but it's the fact that grandpa's got the telly on his side isn't it so he he becomes like old man steptoe i've got the knobs on my side so So, that that's fun um Mm But, wasn't it, they even divide Spot up, don't they, or something? Something like that, yeah. Because Spot's there. Spot's the
2: pet. He's a dragon. He's,
0: that lives under the stairs.
2: Yes. yes, and they also have a black cat called Kitty Cat.
0: And she does look like very she much like Martha. Like you really yeah, like her. She's right?
2: more elegant than Martha, <laughs> because Martha's a bit of a clumsy cat. <laughs> Bless her heart.
0: But, yeah, we did also look at the uh, first movie, didn't we? we which did. was Months to Go Home. Yes. Which and
2: has Terry Thomas in it.
0: Well, th- well this is the thing that... Um, as with the Adams family, the sort of M- Munster family sort of tree and their history, mm-hmm. you get sort of hints at. And yeah. I've never sat down to work out whether it all sort of joins no. up. But suddenly you get the thing that, um, yeah, Herman's related to Terry Thomas.
2: Yes. <laughs> He's adopted by Terry Thomas's father, wasn't Yeah. He? And he leaves the... Um... See, I don't actually think you can do that. I don't think you can leave um, a... a... Look, you know, to if somebody's a lord, their firstborn son, yeah, is the heir. Yeah, you cannot pass it to somebody under British law, yeah. You have to be uh, people that are adopted are not included in that,
0: but I, I... but
2: because it's an American film. They sort of fudge it, don't they? Yeah,
0: so. I, I mean, I I quite like the stuff where the sort of monsters are going to England. Yeah, you know that that's all right on, yeah. on the ship and yeah, all that. Yeah, and the
2: stuff in the house is okay. Yeah, it's yeah. but as
0: you said, there's a there's a great big long chase sequence yes, that, that makes
2: the one in Imper- um, Planet of Spiders look really short. short. <laughs>
0: Because it does go on, it goes on for. But what's the other long. movie you've got that looked quite promising? We uh, only saw the first Pierre five Can minutes or so. Yeah, so what's so what's this one? That's a
2: more modern one. That's well, I say more modern. It's about twenty years, so years ago. Um, it's they go to America because they get driven mm. out of the house. But this by is the, a different cast. Yeah, because it's a different it? cast. Yeah. But um, some of the originals do appear in it. Cause yeah. like there is a clip of I saw somewhere with Al Lewis and Yvonne De Carlo and yeah. B- Bruce. They're in a Bruce. restaurant or something. Um, yeah. Butch Patrick in, yeah, they're in a restaurant and Herman comes up. He's their waiter, Mm. and the guy that's playing Herman in that plays it quite like Fred Gwynn. Yeah, it's no more noticeable because there is there is a television series from the nineties called uh, The Monsters Today, which we've watched. Well, I've watched two episodes. You watched one. I only managed one, didn't I? And that's the Herman in that is okay, but. They've obviously made the makeup a lot simpler, and it just doesn't really work. It's I mean, more of, more goofy as I well. I mean, the monsters
0: t- today is shot on multi camera yes. video.
2: Yeah, and everybody's trying a little bit too hard. Yeah,
0: and to me, that the whole point of the monsters is it's shot on film to look like those Universal, universal films, because yeah. film. yeah. it really comes across. I think that the really high production of the monsters. Mm. You've got really good, elaborate sets. You've yes. got all the proper equipment mm-hmm. in Grandpa's laboratory. You know, yeah. think, things spark, and uh, you know, when he pulls switches and yes. things like that. And you know, even the makeup on Fred Gwynn is really yeah. s- solidly done, isn't yeah. it? And it's- it works
2: much better in black and white because when mm. you have it in colour, it's actually quite horrific. Mm because you can see that there's, there's cuz obviously he's got stitches around his yeah. wrists and you can see that they've made them red yeah so that yeah so it's actually it works better in black and white cuz it dulls down the the horror yeah but just the
0: way it's shot you've got proper use of sort of shadow yeah. Yeah. and sort of real proper deep blacks yes. in the sort of background of the mm-hmm. thing so, the, just the atmosphere, I think, is yeah. you know, it, the the atmosphere, I think, compensates for some of the slightly sillier yes, moments. It does. Um, yes. So, you know, it is very much you you take your choice really with the mm-hmm. Adams family and the monsters. Um, th- they both got very very good things about them, mm-hmm. but you might prefer one to the other, or yeah. you might not. And, yeah. and I find it really hard to call. Yes. So that poll was interesting, and yeah. I'm glad it was so evenly matched, yes, I, I think, think.
2: it depends what day you're watching it on and which one yeah, you Yeah, what watch. mood you're in, yeah. You know, if you're in a silly mood, you can watch The Monsters. If yeah. you're in a more serious mood, then you'd probably watch The Addams Family, yeah. though it has silly moments.
0: Yeah, but who would you say your favourite character of the two series is? Of the two is?
2: series? I think it's a really close tie for me between um, Herman and Grandpa. Yeah. I think they'd, apart from the whole biting bit that Grandpa does, <laughs> I think they'd both be quite fun to spend time with. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think Gomez, as much as I like him, might be might a Might be a bit annoying, annoying after a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know, really. Um, yeah, I, I can understand that... You know, I've said in the previous... Article, I'd probably like to spend a weekend with the Adamses. Mm. Um... But, yeah, if you were sort of having to spend a month with yeah. either of the families, maybe the, the monsters would be, you know, yeah. more welcoming. I don't know. I think I they really would be don't more welcoming.
2: I mean, I think the Adams are quite welcoming. And, they, you know, with the one we watched mm. with Princess Millicent, they were quite welcoming. Yeah. But it's a, it's a more strange house, I think, <laughs> in some ways. Apart from the sort of whole dust thing in the monsters' house, I think it's a more normal house. Yeah. OK.
0: So... But, yeah, so I think we say we've enjoyed both series, yeah. um yeah. but and and well we you know, we'll go back to them, i think yes. it, it, Watch we've not we've not sort of binged on either of them, really, no. we've just no. chosen selected episodes, yeah. and we
2: try to pick episodes that cover most of the family, yeah, i think so yeah.
0: but but both both very good series in yes. in slightly different ways, oh, yeah. I think very different. Nice mm. um, so there you are, mm-hmm. there's. Episode 29 of Round the Archives, done and dusted.
2: Yes, and episode 30 will be our Christmas Christmas special, special, which we didn't do last year because we were doing Doctor Who, so we're going to do another Christmas special.
0: And we've already got some stuff done for that and some other stuff
2: planned. So I expect it to be very (laughs) Christmas.
0: Indeed. Right, well, in that case, we'll say thank you, everyone, for listening. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll run the end credits in in a minute. But... um, Listen beyond the end credits. Yes, there's
2: something to listen to.
0: Because we've got a little bit of an extra piece. Yes. um... And this is mainly for Martin for his wonderful song. Yes. At the start start of this issue. I thought we ought to give something a go. Have a go ourselves. Mm -hmm.
2: And we can only apologise in advance.
0: Because Martin was perhaps worried about his singing. We've done this to prove he's got nothing to worry about at all.
2: Okay. Okay. We'll say bye bye then. All right then. Bye bye. Bye. was episode 29 of round the archives
0: starring lisa parker andrew trowbridge and paul chandler
2: on the musical side you heard dan tate and paul chandler
0: the script for the monsters love locked out was by james allardyce and tom adair
2: and the producers were joe connolly and bob musher
0: The starship's driven by Zulu. When Chekhov's gone to the space flu, the doctor is sometimes called Bones. Ooh, hoo, rah, she answers the
2: phones. The show ran to season three, created by Jane Roderberry.